everyone, this is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from an interview with Francesca Spritzler from our Lipedema and Keto Worldwide Summit that was held in 2017. Francesca calls herself the low carb dietitian and she has a private practice. In this excerpt, she talks about the importance of acknowledging NSVs or non-scale victories. She also talks about making keto individual for each of her clients. And she also talks about making your eating plan sustainable so you can continue it, hopefully, for the rest of your life. It does take constant kind of coaching and reinforcement for that because we are all taught, you know, that the scale determines, <laughs> you know, whether we're losing or not, what our progress is. And a lot of people, when they're not actively trying to lose weight, they completely avoid the scale. You know, they're too afraid to see what's going to happen. But when they're actually making a concerted effort to lose weight and change their eating habits, they expect to see changes on the scale. But as you point out, there are so many non-scale victories that you can celebrate, like the way that you're feeling. Sometimes your clothes will start to feel better, even if the weight isn't changing. And that's because things are being redistributed. You may be gaining some muscle mass and losing fat. Also, you know, the, the fluid, I know fluid retention is a big problem for people with lymphedema and lipedema. And that, I know, has been shown to improve in people who follow the diet. But it, it does take, as I said, it does take some time and it takes consistency. That's the other thing. This isn't the type of diet where you can do it for a few days, then go off it for a few days and go back. Because every time you go back, you have to readapt. And that can be tough. So I just say, yes, focus on how are you feeling and overall improvement. A lot of people see improvements in their triglycerides and other blood work as well, or blood pressure goes down. You mentioned the pain, which I know is a problem for people with lipedema, depending on what stage they're at. But you know, having less pain, being able to move around, have better mobility and quality of life, that trumps the number on the scale, absolutely. And I think it is important to remind people of this and just you know, to have patience and know that regardless of what the scale is saying, they're doing something to support their health and their overall quality of life. Low carb is a huge umbrella. Ketogenic, not quite as much, but ketogenic diets certainly are part of low carb. And anything under 20 grams of carbohydrate per day would qualify as a ketogenic diet. Some women require this degree of carb restriction to really see results with weight loss, with controlling their insulin levels, controlling their hunger levels. I will say that for most people, cutting back on the carbs, the more you cut back on the carbs, the better hunger control you'll get for most people. Some other women are able to consume more carbs, you know, maybe 30 or 40 grams of carb a day and have the same benefit. It just depends woman to woman. And the same thing with protein. Yes, a ketogenic diet is a high fat diet. No matter what, it will be, most of your calories are going to be coming from fat, whether it's 60% of your calories, 70 or 80%, you know, it will be a range depending on how you feel best. Some women really are able to tolerate a lot more protein. Other women, they might see a rise in blood sugar if they eat too much protein, or they may have some other problems. Some people, they really do best on, you know, very close to a classical ketogenic diet or a modified Atkins diet and has been used and continues to be used in children with epilepsy where both their protein and their carbs are restricted and most of the calories come from fat, a large percentage. So I do look to see how women are doing. 
and how satisfied they are with the foods that they're eating. I personally eat more protein than probably most women do. And I do best with this. My blood sugar standard control. I don't have any hunger problems. But other women may require a greater degree of restriction. And maybe others can even eat more protein than I do. It really just depends on the person. And that's why I think it's important to kind of keep records of the food you're eating and how you're feeling. And if you're monitoring blood sugar or ketone levels, some people do, some people don't. And, and seeing how you're doing, making adjustments to the diet. But no matter what, it will be a high-fat diet and the carbs will be low, but the degree of restriction is going to vary from person to person. That's the thing. As I mentioned before, it's not the kind of diet where you're going to be able to go off of it. This needs to be something you can do long-term. And unfortunately, some women just aren't willing to do it long-term. They miss the food that they were eating on a higher-carb diet and they just don't feel comfortable eating it. I'd say that's rare because the trade-off of being able to enjoy some really luxurious foods that they may not have been eating for a while, that usually trumps, you know, giving up potatoes and pasta and those kinds of foods. Plus, there's a lot of low-carb substitutes for these things. So I have them monitor weight, but again, focusing more on the changes that they're noticing in their body and how they feel overall and how sustainable they feel that the diet is. As I said, I've been doing this myself for six years, and I never feel deprived. I love eating this way. I can't even imagine eating another way. But some women continue to struggle with it and kind of go on and off the diet. You know, for some of them, it just may not be realistic to remain on it long term. But I think that that's the exception rather than the rule when you see all the other health benefits that can be achieved with this way of eating. Thank you, Francesca. That was a great conversation. And I really like how you really have an individualized approach because, yes, I do believe keto can work for just about everybody, but sometimes it takes making that individual modifications that really make it work. And I'd also like to have a big thank you for all of you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, You can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema flash briefing.